0: What's going on, y'all? Wanted to do a Bassmaster Classic-themed podcast. We're going to do a couple of these this week. It is Classic Week. We are down in Birmingham, Alabama, and this is episode 12 of Cast to Podcast. And so the first one of the week that we're going to knock out is the fantasy fishing kind of in-depth look at the Bassmaster Classic. This is kind of a different kind of event. It's, it's kind of tough to pick for fantasy fishing because... Most of the time, the classic is dealing with heavyweight type situations, but it's also three days instead of four days. It's also uh, ever changing with all the weather that comes in in this March time period. The fishing changes uh, day to day, week to week in these regions of the country. And also the weather forecasts, sometimes it's predicted. You know, 60, 70, 80% chance of rain or or heavy rain, and all of a sudden it doesn't rain, or it's supposed to be sunny, but it's blowing 20 mile an hour wind. So, a lot of different factors this week at Lake Gunnersville that we're going to look at. And when it comes to fantasy fishing, actually, a recap of the St. John's River for me I'm in the 90th percentile, not sitting too bad. My, uh, my tournament started off rough with, with how tough the fishing was with day one and all the postponements and whatnot. I'm sitting, uh, 2,500th overall, basically 90.6 percentile, um, with my 1144 points from the first event. I had Cliff Prince who finished up fourth at the St. John's Patrick Walters got 10th and he got the big bag of the tournament. So I got bonus points there hunter Shryock, he was the one who was killing me on day one last place zero bass on day one he tied with a couple guys for last ended up having uh 12 pounds on day two jumped up 20 spots to gain points there and then i had brian schmidt 27th place and destin demerion 40th place so those uh those were my five St. John's River picks, and it netted me a solid percentage overall. And so um, I'm excited about the Bassmaster Classic. And uh, one thing that's interesting with this event is instead of an 88-person Elite Series event where you know all 88 guys, this one is 53 people for the Classic, and you may only know 40 of them because they're on the Elite Series. So... so that's the interesting portion of this is picking people once you get down in that bucket d and that bucket e range of fantasy fishing you might not know the names and so there's going to be some big time percentage swings with guys that you do know in that bucket a lot of fantasy fishing players will select the dudes that they just know their name from so I'm gonna walk you through my picks for the Bassmaster Classic Lake Gunnersville March 6th, 7th, and 8th. So it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this week. And uh, it's on an ever-changing Gunnersville. We're gonna be able to talk about the conditions and whatnot in a minute. But going through each bucket, bucket A, I'm gonna go through, I'm gonna go through and pick my team, and then I'm gonna go back to each bucket and say other people in there. So Keith Combs, Drew Cook, Lee Livesey, Shane LeHue and Daryl Gleason. Those are my five picks, and I'm going to go back through and explain why. So in bucket E or bucket A, to start it off, Keith Combs is a solid percentage, only 8% owned. Um, there are guys like Scott Canterbury that's sitting at 36%, Chris Zaldane at 15%, John Cox at 10%, and then you have Keith Combs. He's the fourth highest guy in that bucket, bucket A, 8% picked. So bucket A consists of a lot of the top guys from the angler of the year race but also jamie hartman's mixed in there because he won at gunnersville you've got guys like john cox who won an open to get there and he's been a hammer lately uh, over the last few years of bass fishing and so those are some other names that are in the top of this uh fantasy fishing bucket seth fighters down there you've got uh Corey johnston as well hank cherry matt heron bill lowe and brandon lester so I would say, if I had to give you another person other than Keith Combs to pick, and and my reasoning for Keith Combs is simple, in early March on a lake like Gunnersville, I feel like it's going to be running and gunning, power fishing, moving baits, trying to to fish slow, but fish fast on every single spot, and um, there's plenty of fish in this lake and plenty that want to bite. So unless you know for sure that you have a 25 pound hole right now um, that you're sitting on, you need to probably be moving. You need to be probably be changing. and uh, not only are you moving and changing, the lake is changing um, day by day, hour by hour with how much current they have flowing through there, how much projected rains in the forecast, the wind direction. A lot changes every single day in Gunnersville. So an angler that's willing to mix up a lot of different baits and keep it moving will be one to watch and i could see a bladed jig i could see a crank bait i could see spinner bait um swim jig some of those baits for keith combs coming into play um and that's one one reason why seeking big fish with reaction baits seems like it is right up his alley and uh he's been in the classic before plenty of times and he's been close in some but um He's kind of been a favorite in some classics in past years, like One to Watch and whatnot. And not many people have mentioned him this week. So I'd really expect to see him do well. And I'm also picking not only because I might—I think he could win, I think he could make the final day. And that's important to try to have all five of your guys on the final day, top 25. Um, if you have all of that, that's going to help you points-wise separate yourself. So Keith Combs is my pick. If I had to pick another two dudes in this bucket, I'm looking – at a brandon lester because he knows so much about gunnersville um they he's got plenty of places to run i think he had an okay practice um but practice is different for this event because it's a week ahead of time and then you have one day during the week of of the tournament so um you have three days prior so you have three days friday saturday sunday and then you are off monday off tuesday practice wednesday off thursday tournament starts so Brandon Lester got plenty of history to think about, plenty of spots to run around to if stuff starts changing. And that's the thing about these tournaments is it's a pattern type tournament um, this time of the year, whether it's a, a type of spot or whether it's a bait in a region of the lake. Like it's just, you can duplicate things by running around. And so if if something does pop up on his radar at 1 p.m., he's got two hours to run around, and he's got plenty of places that'll pop up in his mind immediately. He doesn't have to go searching. He can go run places that duplicate it. So Lester will be one to watch. He finished in the top six last year at uh, Fort Loudon and Teleco. So he'll be one to watch. Um, and then some guys, you know. Chris Saldane's been close. He's always a wild card with that big swim bait game he has going on um, At most places. He's going to be swinging for it. He doesn't care about second to 53rd. He just wants to win. So that's why it's also hard to pick him because he's cool with zeroing. No one's ever cool with zeroing, but if you're, gonna, if you're not going to win anyways, it doesn't matter if you salvage it with 41st place. You're going to go for it, and that's what he does. Um, and someone like Fighter, someone that's just cool, calm, under pressure. A lot of these guys are cool and calm, um, but you need a cool, calm, and a determined guy. And so Seth Fighter one to watch there as well. When we get to bucket B, I picked Drew Cook. People might wonder why I picked the Floridian. He has done very well at Lake Gunnersville in years past, different tournaments. Uh, he attributes Lake Gunnersville to the reason that he made the Elite Series. And no, it wasn't on the open schedule. No, it wasn't uh, on the path to qualification. But because of his success here, the money he's won in other tournaments at Gunnersville has helped him afford... Opens and traveling to even have a chance to make the elites. So Drew Cook loves Lake Gunnersville. I think that it's a uh, for one of the young guys. He is a rock solid, quiet. Well, he's he's not as quiet as you'd imagine, but really dedicated to. Uh, And determined To get where he wants to be In this industry He told me when he was fishing the college series in the opens That he was going to fish the elite series And he was going to do well in the elite series Some people shy away with that stuff Drew Cook jumped in Determined, motivated, and confident And obviously one rookie of the year Got a top 10 in points finish And uh, has a good relationship With Lake Gunnersville So (coughs) When you look at the bucket B, though, you got Paul Mueller sitting there, the winner of the first Elite Series event, and the guy who's got the five biggest fish in classic history at Lake Gunnersville, 32 pounds, three ounces in 2014. He's sitting there at 19%, almost 20% owned, percentage-wise. John Cruz sitting there at 19% as well. Stetson Blaylock 16%. Brandon Cobb, thirteen percent. So in, instead of having a thirty-five percent guy like they did in Bucket A with Scott Canterbury, they've got a lot of those up mid to upper teens anglers, and then a bunch of guys in that three to five percent range. So Drew Cook being two and a half percent, I'll take that percentage all day because no one's picking him and uh, under the radar, able to do his thing. We'll be able to watch him on Bassmaster Live. On Friday And so He's one to watch From that bucket Now if I had to pick Another dude In that bucket uh, Looking down at the list There's guys like Chris Johnston Mark Menendez Clifford Perch Caleb Summerall Brandon Cobb Drew Benton Stetson Blaylock, Matt Airy John Cruz And Paul Mueller So I listed off Everyone in there Including Drew Cook Really one to watch I think is A, a Stetson Blaylock. This isn't maybe His style Of tournament But I, He's just Fished with a different level of confidence over the last 16 months or so. He's determined. He's won an Elite Series event in the 2019 season. Um, He's appreciative of the moment. I don't know if that helps you catch them better, but he understands that, hey, it's my first classic, but I'm not a rookie. I've been a pro for a long time on the FLW Tour. I've been a pro for four years now on the Elite Series. I'm settling into who I am as an angler. Excuse me, he's settling into who he is as an angler, and uh, that's that's one of the most dangerous things. Is when you know who you are and what you can do, um, you can have a humble confidence to yourself. So Stetson Black's one to watch. Um, if I had to look back down here, some I could see somebody like I could see a Mark Menendez doing really well with a big old spinnerbait, um, just thumping around on some rock or some wood or around some docks. Um, dirt shallow. I could see Mark Menendez doing that. Um, he lives on the Tennessee River, so over the last couple months, he's seen what this high water and, and steady flow of current has done at Kentucky Lake and other places. And so um, he's, he's a wily old veteran, so I would watch him. Um, and then another dude in that bucket I'll mention is Brandon Cobb. He is really one to watch because he's got that same quiet, Calm, cool, collected demeanor that allows him to show up big in the biggest event of the year. And so, going back to when he was with the FLW Tour, he never missed all of his Forcewood Cups that he made. He never missed the final day top 10 cut. Never. Always was in the top 10, made it every single year, and had a chance to win some of those. Um, Cobb's one to watch for sure. So, keep uh, that in mind in Bucket B. Bucket C. I've got Lee Livesey, he's the one on my team in that bucket. we have some high percentages for some guys like Patrick Walters sitting there at thirty one percent rightfully so um that's interesting that he's the highest one in this bucket though he will uh he's a really hot name lately. he's been doing well not only on the elites but the opens and whatnot so Walters is one to watch. But high percentage, I'd stay away from that just because I don't like picking guys with high percentages. <coughs> Excuse me. Micah Frazier sitting at 12.5%. Clint Davis sitting at 13%. Clint Davis is one of the Alabama guys in the field. I think there's like five or four or five total Alabama guys. You have Scott Canterbury. You have Clint Davis. You have Matt Heron. Um, I think that that's it. I want to – I want to say that's it. Three Alabama guys then. Um in the classic and uh but plenty of guys know Lake Gunnersville, so they might not, they don't have to be from here to be a local. Drew like I was saying, like Drew Cook has a lot of experience here and whatnot. Um then other percentages in that bucket, David Mullins nine percent, Chad Pipkins five, Jason Williamson two, Brandon Cards seven, Jeff Gustafson five, Brock Mosley one point three, and Hunter Schrock at six. So Hunter Shrock's right there with Lee Livesey at six percent. I just think a big fish swing for the fences, throw those big baits. Lee Livesey, low key, is a big swim bait guy too with Chris Zaldane. Um, so he knows he fishes like Fork quite frequently in the pre-spawn, and um, knowing how big fish operate and and think and where they go is probably a big deal. Um, when it comes to to some of these different conditions, now Fork definitely fishes different than Gunnersville, so I'm not saying there's any similarities there, but knowing how big fish group up, where they position, where they want to ambush, where they want to be, and how to catch them is uh, is something a lot of these guys are good at. But that's one thing that I would think that Lee lives, see, um is is on the radar for for that. Now he's like the fourth highest guy, or no, he's the fifth highest, sixth highest guy in this bucket percentage wise so he's right there in the middle of the you know the 12 or 14 person bucket. Uh, some other guys to look at in this bucket I've mentioned all of them off but Clinton Davis he has some Gunnersville experience for sure um, he'll be one to watch just because of that aspect. David Mullins is a Tennessee River guy um, knows how to fish those you know big crankbaits and fishing some of these uh, Tennessee River lakes he always does well. Um, in this region of the country. Normally, it's in the summertime when he's really feared. And then uh, Micah Fraser. Micah Fraser's done very well in classics. He's got a couple top 15s, and he's uh, had a shot to win some of these events. So Micah Fraser's one to watch as well. Calm, cool, collected during the classic. That's what you want. He's been here before. He's a veteran. This will be his – I think it's his – let me click it. his name. But I think it's like his fifth classic um, overall it's loading here so let me just see but micah Fraser's done well at lake hartwell a couple times he obviously got a top five there um, in the elite series event last year let me scroll down this will be his fourth classic so micah Fraser fishing in his fourth classic he'll be uh settled into how everything goes this week he's one to watch bucket d as we get down here, bucket D is an interesting one because it's some of the guys who snuck into the classics, some of the guys who um, maybe don't have the hot button name that you're going to just associate them to a good event at Gunnersville. So there's going to be some hidden gems in this bucket. Now, I'm picking Shane LeHue in this bucket, 4.8% owned, very good percentage for him. He's got a lot of great college fishing history here. And he's in that young gun category that is calm, cool, and collected. Quiet, doesn't get rattled, doesn't get nervous, doesn't get worried about anything. He's just going to go out there and catch some bass. And that makes him dangerous in this event. No one's talking about him, at least percentage-wise and in the media and whatnot. Might not be talking about him. But Shanley is going to be one that's going to be locked and loaded, ready to go. Um, whether it's moving bait, fishing slow, fishing bridges, fishing whatever. Um, this should be up his alley, I would say. Now, we've got some huge percentages in here, and I'm going to explain why probably. Not that they're not great classic picks, but Cliff Prince and Jake Whitaker, both 23 and 29% respectively for those two guys. Both of them got top fives at the St. John's River. So that might be a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately pick. A lot of people have picked those two guys because they did so well to start the season. Momentum's a thing, I would say. But also every single situation is different. There was extreme situations there at the St. John's River that they overcame and did well um cliff prince was a local there whitaker dialed into a certain area and a type of fishing and stayed at it and got a top five so those two guys coming off good events to start the year but i will say the way they fish the way they practice for these events you might hear pre-tournament reports that they're not on them and they're not going to be sandbagging that's just the case but some of these guys are going to roll up to places that they caught one fish or they had a bite on in practice and Those fish could be there and they could load the boat. So that's the dangerous thing at Lake Gunnersville. Someone could take a bite, a a fluke, a just a gut instinct on a spot and could cash out big time. Um, You know, they could cash out big time on a given spot. So watch those two guys. High percentages. I wouldn't pick them because of the high percentages, not because of their styles or anything like that. I just, there's plenty of guys in this bucket. That have lower percentages to pick them. So, with that being said, <coughs> excuse me, we've got Todd Otten, Luke Palmer, Ray Hanselman, Brian Snowden, Mike Huff, Skylar Hamilton, and Greg De Palma all in this bucket. Most of these guys are fishing uh, De Palma's first classic, Skylar second, Huff's first. Uh, Brian Snowden's been to a couple. Hanselman, I think it'll be his second classic. Let me see. I'm going to click his name real quick. I'm going to go Todd Ottens fished a couple classics before. Um, Luke Palmer it will be his first classic. Lee Hewitt's his first classic. Nope, this is Ray Hanselman's first classic as well. So the big-time Texas Angler fishing his first classic. He's got 14% ownership, a big percentage there. Uh, a, I'd say a solid percentage. With two guys over 23%, 14 is not too bad. Todd Otten, one of the a great chatterbait fishermen, 9%. Um, but, man, other guys to pick in this bucket, it's kind of tough. But you could go with momentum with Prince or Whitaker. You could go with Ray Hanselman because just that big fish mentality. Um, your big gun's showing up on the big tournament week. That's what you want. And so people are picking Hanselman for that. Snowden's got a pretty solid track record at Lake Gunnersville. Um and then you got Mike Huff, Skyler, and Greg DePalma. Um, those guys all are fishing their first or second classic. They're just—it's hard to get a gauge on them. They're excited to be here. They're rock solid mentally. They probably have some nerves for sure. When you get your name called at Classic Takeoff, no matter it's your first or fifteenth, it's going to get some nerves. So how you handle that's everything. Luke Palmer's probably one to watch. I'll say um, if you if you don't want to dialing into somebody else. Luke Palmer is just a quiet rock solid guy though. Oklahoma man used to fish in high dirty water changing fluctuating levels. Um, so I'd watch for him in this classic. So we go to the last bucket. Bucket E. This is the one that's going to have all the opens winners all the nation winners, the college winner and then um, and then uh, yeah that looks like that's everybody in that bucket. So when you're going through that list you got Gray Buck Josh Busby, Daryl Gleason, Cody Huff, Taylor Smith, Cam Starrett, Cody Holland, Caleb Cupall, Bob Downey, and Whitney Stevens, so all these guys have won opens or the nation to uh team championship, and then uh the college series, and I'm picking Daryl Gleason sixteen percent in that bucket. I really want to pick Cody Huff, but sitting there at twenty five percent of the bucket tough to do that cody holland tough to pick him at 32 percent. those are some huge percentages for some guys so those guys are you know probably solid picks overall cody huff i think he's going to do great in this event i think i will make a bold prediction that cody huff will be the second college angler to ever make the final day cut so i think cody huff will be the second college guy to get a top 25 in the classic the first one being jordan lee on this very lake in 2014 so watch for him High percentage, though. Second highest in the bucket. I've got Daryl Gleason at 16%. He's on my team. He's the third highest picked guy. Another dude to watch in this bucket. Gray Buck. Won the Oneida Lake Open. Northern guy. Fishes the FLW Tour. But he has been rock solid to start this year. If you guys want to go off momentum, he did great. Caught a giant bag at Rayburn for their first event of the year. And then... um, down in florida just i think a week or two ago at the harris chain he had a a big giant fish as well and had a solid finish there too so two great finishes for gray buck a young budding star in the sport of bass fishing he's just a a really nice guy down to earth good fisherman, and excited to be here for his first classic. A lot of these guys will be fishing their first classics in this bucket. I think every single one of them, except Whitney Stevens is fishing his second classic because he won an open in 2015, so he fished at Grand Lake. So it'll be his second classic. and um, Yeah, those are a couple of my picks. I'd say that watch for Cody Huff, high percentage pick, though. Daryl Gleason's my pick. He's a Toledo Bend guy, won that open, and uh, power fishing. I just, uh, he's got a, a poise to him as well. Started the year off strong at Rayburn for the FLW Tour as well. And then, like I said, Gray Buck. So those are three names to look at in that bucket. You really can't go wrong. There are some good uh, risk reward deals sitting here with some 2%, 4% one percent six percent there are some solid percentages that you can um pick some guys in that bucket so there's my picks there's my lineups Keith Combs Drew Cook Lee Livesey Shane Lee Hugh and Daryl Gleason a little off the beaten path on some of those picks because I have got some risk versus reward with percentages and I think it's going to be 68 pounds um i was asking i was talking to anglers earlier and we were we were in that 66 to 67 range and i couldn't remember what i picked for my tiebreaker and i have 68 3 so with the chance of 30 pound bags out there that's a realistic thing 68 pounds that's roughly 22 um you know heavy 22 each day or a 23 pound you know almost 23 a day average so that's what i'm looking for um to really separate yourself now, that could be a 25 pound bag and an 18 pound bag, and then a, and then a 22 pound bag. Doesn't have to be consistent. Somebody could catch a 30 pound bag and a 10 pound bag. Uh That's just the way this lake might be this week. So, there's my roster. There's my deal. That's who I'm picking for fantasy fishing. I would uh, I suggest some of those anglers as well if you're unsure of who to pick. That's a good uh gauge of it but lake gunnersville is completely changing i'll have another podcast later this week after i get to go out on wednesday's final practice day i'm gonna ride around um with a pro and spend the day with him i'm gonna be able to see how it's fishing what the changes what the water looks like what it did look like what it now looks like and what it should look like for tournament day and kind of uh where they're where the fish are in the progression so hope you guys enjoyed it a quick little 26 minute podcast about fantasy fishing hope you all enjoyed it it's classic week i'm super excited the next couple podcasts i do are going to be fun um exciting that have um just some cool storytelling aspects i'm gonna to try to get some pros involved as well behind the scenes uh to just drop a couple sound bites so should be cool uh, appreciate everyone who tunes in and listens and i got over the flu last week i had the flu week before the classic you do not want that And uh, overcame that here at the Classic, ready to go, feeling good. Got a little bit of a weird cough. It's not like a a sick cough. It's like a got an itch in my throat and can't catch my breath cough. So almost done with that. And the Classic's almost here. Friday it kicks off. So excited about that. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Fantasy Fishing uh, started out strong at the St. John's River for me and I'm hoping it started out well for you. If not, you got a chance for redemption this week. Set your lineups and pick your teams to win some prizes. So that's it, episode 12 of the podcast, Fantasy Fishing Preview of Lake Gunnersville. Appreciate it.